If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to John chapter number 14. John chapter number 14. And uh, I don't know, is there anybody that still needs notes uh, at all? If you, if you do, uh, the other ushers should be able to see your hand. You can just lift your hand and uh, Brother Josue, who's walking back that way, or Brother uh, uh, Gilbert will see your hand. Just have it raised and he can give you the notes. And uh, the notes will help you to follow along as we study God's Word together. And if you don't have a Bible this morning, not a big deal. We'll have all the scriptures uh, there on the screens. And, uh, and that way, uh, as, uh, as we study God's Word, you can study along with us and read what God's Word has to say. Uh, and so uh, this morning, I'm just so excited. I know Jason already uh, welcomed all of uh, our friends and guests this morning, but I'm just so excited that you're here and, uh, and I pray that uh, during this time of the service, uh, you'll be uh, not only challenged by the Word of God, but encouraged by the Word of God. There, there's something about the Bible that's different uh, from every other book. History books can be fun to read if the story ends with a happy ending, I guess. Uh, but sometimes they're very tragic. Sometimes they're very sad. But no matter what the story is, the... The story in a history book does not have the power to transform lives, to change your life. And that's what makes part of the Bible so unique. It has that power. And the reason it has that power is because it is the Word of God. We can trust it. Uh, we can follow it. Uh, we can get to know God better through it. And, and really, uh, a, a major purpose of why God gave us the Bible is so that we get to know Him. And God wants to have a personal relationship with us uh, through His Word. And so, uh, hopefully this morning, if you've not started that relationship with, with Christ, then I pray that this morning you'll be able to, to start that relationship. Uh, in fact, there's, um, there's a lot that we're going to learn about this morning in John chapter 14, because the immediate context of John chapter 14 is... The night before Jesus is going to be betrayed. It's the night before he's going to actually give his life and die on a cross. And John, starting in the book of John chapter 13, the author, who is John, one of the disciples, begins to share the story of what Jesus did that night. What he talked to his disciples about, what was said there. And uh, it's a fascinating read. You, you can read from chapter 13, uh, basically up to chapter 19, and, and you'll see all of what happened uh, within that night, all that he shared with his disciples. And though that is the context of the chapter, you'll find that he's talking a little bit about roads in this chapter. He's talking about a path. He's talking about uh, what they were going to do as his disciples, who they were going to follow. Now, up to this point, they've been following him. They've been following Jesus. But you get to chapter 13, and he begins to share with them that he's about to die. He begins to share with them that the road's about to get a little bit bumpy, if you will. He shares with them news that they did not expect. He he begins to share with them about the imminent danger that he's in and ultimately that he's about to give his life. And so when you start reading chapter 14 and starting in verse number one, you'll see how Jesus begins to share with them a little bit about the road ahead that is waiting for him and what is waiting for them. 
Now, can I say that the road that you're on will always determine where you end up, right? The road you're on in life will determine where you're going to end up in life. Uh, The road that you're on and the decisions that you make, the decisions that you've made up to this point, the decisions you're going to make tomorrow will determine what will happen to you. And because of this, because this is so true, then it makes this statement even more true. Roads are important. Now, roads are important in the physical life as well, not just, you know, uh, existential and the decisions you make, but I mean, even physically, when you think about roads, roads are important, right? I mean, um, it's because of roads that we're able to uh, make food or grow food, right, in the valley, and we can actually take a lot of the oranges and the grapefruits that we grow here, and we actually can take them to Houston, to Chicago, to uh, Hartford, Connecticut, I mean, anywhere you're going, uh, because of roads that can happen, you can, you can actually transport food in a timely manner. Because of roads, uh, you can actually make jeans. You can have a manufacturing plant here and, and uh, have jeans like Levi's or something and actually take those jeans and sell them somewhere else in another city like San Francisco or Los Angeles. I mean, uh, you can transport things from here to other places to sell because of roads. Uh, because of roads, we can travel places, right? We, we can go from here to Houston in about, uh, well, it just depends how, how fast you're going on the roads, right? For me, it's about five and a half hours, maybe six hours. For some of you, it's probably like four hours, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I know I've got one brother. I won't name who he is, but one that just loves to be like traveling these roads at like 90. I don't know why he's always in a hurry, um, but he makes it there faster than I do. But because of roads, we can do that. Uh, You can go to Houston. You can go to San Antonio. You can go to other places uh, in the United States because there's roads that will take you there. Because of roads, we can get to a desired destination, right? But sometimes roads can get confusing. Sometimes roads can get difficult. In fact, we've all been on roads that were difficult. We've all been in roads that are confusing. It makes me... uh, remember a story that I heard of this missionary that was bringing some pastors that were born and raised in Africa. They were African pastors, and they were coming uh, to a conference at the, at the uh, missionary's church. And so he was sharing with them uh, after, the, uh, after the services in the morning, during the afternoon, he was saying, hey, y'all, y'all can go to the mall, or if you want to go uh, somewhere, parks or anything. We've got so many activities to do here in the city. And uh, I, I want to just let you know that uh, you're more than welcome to, to do that if, if you want to do that. And so they said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go shopping and, and maybe tour a little bit of downtown. And the missionary said, that's a good idea. But then he said, you know, um, there's a good chance that you might get lost. Uh, the uh, village where they were from was obviously very small and didn't have cities and big roads and streets like uh, they were there in the city that they were visiting. And so the missionary said, listen, why don't I do this? I'm going to give you a cell phone. And uh, you're going to, and he taught him how to open it and find his number. And he says, listen, in case you get lost, you're going to press this button and it's going to call my phone and I'll try to walk you through so uh, you can find your way and and get back here safely. And uh, they said, great, thank you so much. So sure enough, about an hour later, the missionary's uh, cell phone goes off. And he's like, oh, man, I knew it. He recognized the number, knew it was the pastor's. And, 
And uh, so he picks up and he says, hey, um, what's going on, brother? What, what can I do for you? What, what's, what's, uh, what's happening? He said, well, uh, Mr. Missionary, um, the, the truth is that we, uh, we got lost and uh, we kind of need help of where to go. And, and so he starts asking him, well, what's around you? Can you give me some landmarks? And the guy said, well, some, some buildings. Okay, well, what do they look like? Well, they're big and they're tall and they all look the same to me. And he said, okay. Uh, he said, look, you know, to make this easier, he says, you're going to find that on the corner of the streets, uh, they have signs that tell you the name of the street. He said, what I'm going to ask you to do is walk to the corner of the street that you're on and tell me what roads, are, what signs you see of the roads, the, the name of the roads that are there. Just tell me what you see and then I'll, I'll tell you how to get back uh, from there. And uh, the pastor said, okay. So he walked to the corner and, and he looked and he got back on the phone. He said, um, well, Mr. Missionary, uh, I'm at the corner of walk and don't walk. Now, sometimes you can get onto a map or onto a road and get really confused to a point where you don't even know what road you're on. Sometimes roads can be that way. Jesus just hit his disciples with, I'm going to die. There's a plot, and they're looking to kill me. And he said, in fact, not only me knowing the plot and knowing what is prepared for me, I want you to know that it's not going to take me by surprise. Uh, it might take you by surprise, but it's not going to take me by surprise. And I want you to know that by going to the cross, I'm actually going to give my life for you. Suddenly, their world is just turned upside down. In fact, Peter, his first thing is denial. I don't know if you've ever been there. You get news that you weren't expecting, and you just get into the denial you know, phase of mind, and he's in denial. He says, Jesus, I'll never, I'll never deny you. No, 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 no. They're not doing that. Uh, Jesus, I don't know if you know, I have a sword. I'd like to see somebody come and try and take you from me. <laughs> and Jesus told Peter, Peter, let me tell you something. By tomorrow, you're going to deny me three times. And you can read that story in John chapter 13, very right at the end. But what we're going to study is John chapter 14 of what he shares about that road now. Jesus is going to share with his disciples that the road, though it might feel like it's getting rough, even though you might feel a little bit lost on this road. There's a road that you can follow. There's a road that is sure in your life. And so notice what Jesus said in, in John chapter 14 and verse number one, as he talks about this. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas, this is one of his disciples, saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus simply says, this is the road that you're going to follow from here on out. This is the road that will lead you when I'm gone. 
This is the road that will bring you assurance. This is the road that will give you guidance. This is the road that you need to stay on. So this morning, we're going to learn three clear truths about the roads that we're on. The roads that we take in life. I want you to notice that, first of all, there's a diversity of roads in life. There's a diversity of roads. Not all roads are the same. Now, if you've driven on any uh, roads, if you've driven for any length of time, you know that roads are not all the same. You, you know this to be true. Uh, you can sometimes uh, drive on roads that are very different from each other. And, and, and so, you know, you, you kind of ask uh, as you're traveling, like, what kind of road is this? Or, or if someone's giving you directions to, to get to a place, you sometimes might ask, what kind of roads are there to get there? Because roads are, are different. Sometimes roads are really wide, right? Three to four lanes, maybe even eight lanes uh, wide. And, and, uh, and on those roads, sometimes you can travel up to 75 miles an hour. You're going fast one way or the other. And there are, there are roads that are, are really wide. And then there are roads that are really narrow. Uh, and, you know, maybe one or two lanes. And it's only about uh, 35 miles an hour, maybe, to go on those roads. But what we know is that on roads, there's a lot of diversity. There are different kinds of roads. Not only is that true when you're driving your vehicle to come here to church, but it's true in life. There's a lot of roads in life that we're on. A lot of things that we experience while we're on the roads of life. There's a lot of directions that you can go on these roads. There are some roads that are straight as an arrow and others that are really crooked and bend all over. There are roads where you can see what's ahead of you and other roads where you really quite, can't quite see all that lies ahead. Roads are just kind of like that. There's a diversity of roads in life. And sometimes these roads require you to make a choice of what you're going to do. Though the news of John chapter 13 had taken the disciples by surprise, it wasn't the first time that they had to kind of evaluate what road they're on. In John chapter 6, there's a story told about Jesus when he feeds uh, the 5,000. There's 5,000 at least men. A crowd was probably about 10,000 uh, or maybe even 15,000. If there's one woman for every man, there's 5,000 men. If there's one ro- a woman for every man, that makes 10,000 people. If there's one child uh, for every adult, that would have been another 10,000. could be a, a crowd of 20,000. Or if there's maybe half that many kids, maybe a crowd of 15,000. And Jesus takes five loaves and two fishes, and he feeds everybody. And after the fame of what he does goes around a little bit later, he starts getting all these people that want to follow the path that he goes. And all these people are following. They're going, hey, Jesus, where are you going? Where's the next city? Where's your next stop? What are you going to do? And, and they start following him. And Jesus begins to realize that a lot of them are following him because there's free food. Because he represents kind of like this welfare system where, hey, if you just follow him, all these good things happen. And, and suddenly uh, they're all wanting that. And so Jesus turns around to the crowd one day and says, I'm not, I'm not feeding everybody anymore. And he says, you know, to walk the road that I'm trying to teach you to walk in life, 
Uh, not everything is always going to be free, and there's not always going to be this overabundance of food for you. And, and the, the, the road that I'm going to be uh, leading you down is a ro- road of self-denial. He said, in fact, if you want to be my disciple, you need to take up the cross, deny yourself, and follow me. It's going to be a hard road. It's going to be a tough road. And the Bible says that after they heard that, a lot of them stopped. And I put this in your notes. It's in John chapter 6. When you get to verse number 64, Jesus says this. He says, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. Will ye also go away? Are you going to leave the road of following me to follow something else? You see, Jesus said, there's some of you that are following for selfish purposes. There's some of you that are are, are following in the road of life, the road that says it's all about me. What makes me happy? Uh, What am I going to get out of this? What's in it for me? A selfish road. There are some that were following the road to see what riches they might gain. They're thinking, man, if Jesus can do that with food, I bet you he could do the same with money. Maybe if I follow Jesus long enough, he'll take out a sack of money and start giving it out. Maybe it'll be more than just food and they live their life looking for money. There's some people that walk the road of fame. They're following Jesus thinking, well, if he's well known, maybe I can be well known. I mean, if he's doing those kinds of things, I want to be a part of that. Maybe I can have some of that. And Jesus says, that's not the road I'm leading you on. So many people in life take the roads of fame and riches. So many people take the, the road of what can I get out of it and what's in it for me. And Jesus says, that's not the road I'm leading you on. And he turns to the 12 and he says, will you also leave? By the way, Peter was the first one to answer again there. And he says, where are we going to go? You're the only one with eternal life. Thou hast the words, he says, of eternal life. Where else are we going to go? Yeah, there might be others that take a different road, but Jesus, we're following you. They knew what kind of road it was going to be. It was going to be a rough road, but they had decided they were going to follow him. Because roads are different. But there's also different types of roads. Have you noticed this? Uh, Some roads are dirt roads that that are formed just by going over them over and over again. And the ground gets really hard. The grass begins to die. And, you know, it's bumpy a little bit, but it's just a dirt road. And then there's other roads that uh, are, are covered in asphalt. And they're painted, and they're real nice, and they're real smooth, and they're just different types of roads. We've driven on both types, I'm sure. In life, there's also different types of roads. Roads that are rough and roads that are easy. Sometimes the road of life makes it really easy to do things, and other times the roads of life are very difficult. And so we have to ask ourselves sometimes, hey, what's the road that I'm walking? What kind of road is it? You're walking on a road that it's all about you or is it different? 
What type of road are you following? To assure his disciples of the road that they're on, he starts with, hey, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I, he said, am the way. That's what makes so important what he tells his disciples. I am the way. I know there's a diversity of roads out there. There's a lot of roads that you can take in life. There's a lot of uh, philosophies that you can walk after and live for. But he says, I want you to know that I am the way. I'm not a way to live life. I'm not one of the many roads that you can take. I am the road, the only road that will bring you any kind of joy and peace and happiness. Oh, the other roads might give you a little bit of joy for a little while, but not lasting joy. There's a lot of roads out there, but Jesus said, I am the way. 